The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Now Brad Underwood says let's go. Frazier dribbles, backs away with three, going to have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Oh, he got it! He got it! And that's going to end the half and listen to the roar! Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look, an in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Behind the back dribble, Black, bank shot, go! <laughs> and they say to me, guys, can't goodness. dribble, right? <laughs> How did he do that? Jordan on the right wing, right corner, Finky. Puts it on the deck, drives in, oh! it's <laughs> Finky slams it in! There's the Kenny battle drive! Exactly! <laughs> Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty. And good evening, everybody. Welcome into the State Farm Center and Fighting Illini game day. Tonight, the Illini, for the first time all year, see an opponent for the second time, the Wisconsin Badgers. The Illini looking to get back on a winning streak after they fell to Ohio State on Sunday. The Illini looking for their third Big Ten win as well and trying to avenge a 75-50 loss against the Wisconsin Badgers a few weeks ago. Hello, everybody. I'm Scott Beatty alongside Lauren Tate taking you for a few minutes here on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all of your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois retirement specialists. The Illini tonight also trying to stop a 12-game losing streak against these Wisconsin Badgers. They've been tough to solve over the years, but the Badgers really aren't very good this year. However, Lauren, when the Illini played them last, the Illini were not very good either. No, I'd say Illinois played its worst game and probably Wisconsin played its best game of the season. They've lost eight out of their last nine, but they beat Illinois. The Illini ran into defense that they really hadn't seen much of in Wisconsin, but they could have played a lot better. The execution just wasn't there. I just think there's something about that arena when you get in there. They have 17,000 people. The Wisconsin plays a little better. They've been beating. They're very confident. been beating Illinois, and they're, they think they can do it every time. There's only one worse streak in the Big Ten in history, and that was that streak that uh, Rick Mount started for Purdue uh, years ago, 1967, uh, I believe it was, when they defeated Illinois uh, 13 consecutive times. Well, when you think about Wisconsin right now, you think about Ethan Happ, who's amongst yep. the top 10 in the Big Ten in points, rebounds, and assists. <coughs> He's the only player that is in a top 10 in all of those categories. He's a load. He can even dribble it and bring it up the court a little bit. The Illini have to stop him. I don't know if it's, it's happenstance or whether it's happenstance. Happens, nice. Sorry about that. But uh, they have had a succession of players, centers, who have great foot movement and are able to score on the post. Really good movement. I mean, he, that's, he, he winds up shooting a lot of layups in there. He just has good movement, and, and I, Illinois has got no one guy that can guard him. Some of the Illini out during doing their early shooting, and it looks like the regular home whites tonight as Aaron Jordan is shooting in the lane, and Michael Finke is working on some three-pointers. The Badgers are out, too, a few of them. They'll be in the traveling reds tonight. 
And uh, by the way, no word of any concern about any uh, roof caving in here at the State Farm Center after they had to put up some scaffolding to make sure a panel wouldn't fall. Yeah, a panel was about three inches down, and they put it back. Yeah. Got it, they got it all fixed. And if it was over press row here, I don't think they'd be <laughs> It's a little so bit behind us, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but if it's over the fans, they got to protect them. Wisconsin <laughs> has lost nine out of their last ten. In fact, their only win in that stretch was against Illinois on January 19th. They're coming off a loss to Maryland a few days ago, 68-63 the final. Meanwhile, the Alani coming off that game against Ohio State where you couldn't ask them to play better in the first half of the first half. And they look pretty abysmal in the second half of the first half. Well, that's right. They just hit one of those dead spells when they didn't get the ball inside. And they got the problem, multiple problems in that game. A lot of Illinois troubles centered around fouling and the fact that they, first of all, they lost Frazier in the first half with two fouls, took him out. And then toward the end of the game, when the game was in the balance, Illinois led that game 63-60 uh, to 60 late. Mm -hmm. And But that's about the time that, that – uh, I think it was uh, maybe Black fouled out right after that. Yeah, Black fouled out about a minute later. And then, of course, that was about the time that Nichols fouled out. And you need Nichols and Black in the game at the same time. We've talked about that, about get, keeping those two guys in the game. But you can't do it if they're going to get in foul trouble. And we were talking with Doug Altenberger a little while ago, too. Just this team not knowing yet how to close out things. Because at that point, Ohio State went on a 10-0 run and – Without right now, it seems especially Trent Frazier on the floor, the team seems a little lost. They don't have a real – Well, he's the only one that can break down the defense. Exactly. And yeah. and, and, and and thus, they're missing a little bit of leadership out there on the floor as well, it seems. Yeah, but uh, Illinois needs all their players in the game to be successful. They don't have <laughs> enough good players as it is. And when you – and Black and, and Nichols have been keys. And, of course, uh, along with Frazier, those are the three top players on the team right now. I mean, Allstork had a good ball game the other day, so I, I mean, he maybe he's starting to come around. Season best, 19 points for the Illini, and we talked about it. You know, the Illini need another piece to go besides yep. Trent Frazier and LeRon Black offensively, and if you can get two or three others to go, then they have a good night offensively. It seems. By the way, I'm trying to think what's different around here. There's no music going on. There's usually music <laughs> while these guys are out shooting. I don't know what the deal is. A little gamesmanship. I don't know, but I'm sure hope they continue. <laughs> <laughs> so you can actually hear and hear yourself. I can think, hear right? what you're saying. <laughs> uh, hopefully you can hear us loud and clear as well. Fighting Illini game day. We've got more as we break down this game and get ready for Illinois and Wisconsin. Keys to the game coming up. We have the Coach's Corner with Orlando Antigua and Brian Barnhart still to come here on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. It's Fighting Illini game day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate here with you fighting Illini game day in the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show taking you tell the uh, taking you towards tip off I should say for Wisconsin and Illinois tonight from the State Farm Center. The Illini looking to avenge a 75-50 loss to the Badgers back on January 19th. We've got uh, celebrities in the house. Yeah, Andy North travels with the Wisconsin team a lot, and he's down here sitting right behind us. He's a, I think he didn't he win the U.S. Open twice? I can't remember. Yeah, I, th I think he did. And, well, if that's uh, two more than I've won. <laughs> two more than you've won. As two more well. than I've been in. <laughs> 
The Illini out-rebounded uh, uh, by a wide margin against the Ohio State Buckeyes on Sunday. Brad Underwood talks about the need for especially better offensive rebounding. We're second in the Big Ten in two-point field goal percentage at just shy of 55%. And yet um, that number would go through the roof if we would offensive rebound and get points in the paint and, uh, and then make a few layups. Uh, so I feel good about certain things. Um, uh, from, from that aspect, but uh, uh, that was the one thing I was extremely disappointed in in the uh, Ohio State game and something we've got to got to make a conscientious effort to to get back to. And uh, one time I think we were as high as four in the country in offensive rebound percentage, and now we're uh, we're not in the top 50. So uh, we got we got to get back to that. Yeah, that was something that Brad Underwood was priding himself in and this team in early on was that offensive rebounding. Yeah, I. I can't understand uh, how they did so well at it because they don't have that many good, really good offensive rebounders or they don't have the, that many good rebounders, period. But there was a stretch there. They had a little stretch where they were really good, but they they got up against Iowa and Iowa just punked them on the boards and then they certainly got uh, Ohio State just dominated them on the boards. Did you catch his little quip yesterday, Brad Underwood? Said LaRon had uh, a handful of rebounds the other day, but three of them were off of free throws, and that shouldn't even count. Throw. That's right, because they, they just fall in your hands. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right there. Well, we'll step aside here from basketball talk for just a moment to catch up on a little bit of the other Illinois news for today, and that is a large gift being made to the football program for the new football performance center in Stu Lemonek who was an All-American or All-Big Ten offensive lineman and a captain back in the mid-70s for the Illini and eventually an executive with Caterpillar, and he's opened up the checkbook for Josh yep. Whitman. Gave $5 million. Uh, Stu was a walk-on originally who came during the Blackman era, Bob Blackman, and became a star on that team. And as, as he said, they had some pretty good teams in those days, but they couldn't beat Michigan and Ohio State. They could beat everybody else, but they couldn't beat those two, and, of course, that's kind of – historic and it's been that way for a long time still that way it's hard to beat those guys but um Stu, uh, Stu was a, a really good guy and and it's great to see what he's doing uh, i understand now that they have i was told by uh, officially that they have over 20 million toward uh what is a 79 million dollar operation they need 30 million in cash they, t they feel and they have some promises but they can't talk about commitments anymore and you can talk about a commitment of a football player who that, might change his mind that's right and we've had people offer com make commitments of money that never came through that all, that happens everywhere so till you get it in your hand why you're never sure but they've got it in their hand uh, as five million from Stu. we won't hold it against you that you haven't come through yet with your, your promises <laughs> we can promise them all we want can't we? <laughs> that's that's right uh, back to here to Illinois and Wisconsin uh, tonight. You know, Kipper, Nichols, and LaRon Black. You had been saying for a while Kipper belongs on the floor as part of that first unit, part of the starting five, however you want to look at it. But foul trouble really they played. they got to smarten up. Yeah. they got to, I mean, look, you know, be careful. You, you know when you're going to be in, in, in jeopardy as far as fouling. They've got to keep those two guys on the floor. As, we, as I said, the, the end of the the, the, the they're ahead in that ball game against uh, uh, Ohio State, and, and Kipper only played 18 minutes in the whole game, eight, less less than half of the game. And and uh, uh, Black played a little over half, but they got to stay on the court. You need those guys on the court 33 to 34 minutes every game, and they're not getting that. Here's Brad Underwood talking about that very issue. 
We need Kipper on the floor. Kipper's potentially our best rebounder. Um, he's, he's a matchup problem, and yet, great example, Kipper, I think, picked up his first or second foul in the first half at Ohio State. They have the rebound, and he's dead tired, and he just reaches in and smacks him because he wants the clock to stop so he can get out. But over the course of a game, that's where you have to be tough enough to play through that. We're not tough enough yet to play through that. And so over the course of a game, now he's got to sit. Now we're in the middle of a 10-minute drought, and a guy who's cooking, he was going offensively early. We have to play through that maturity or immaturity, whatever you want to call it, or lack of toughness. We need those guys on the court. LeBron's shooting 60-plus percent from the field. You don't think I wouldn't want to get him the ball every single time down the court? Yet we can't commit silly fouls. doesn't seem to me the issue primarily is lack of depth down there as much as it is lack of smart fouls. Well, there's a lot of teams, and the, there are some teams in the country, including Duke, that play that don't substitute much. They keep all their five players on the court. If if you got your best five players on the court, you got a better chance. <laughs> that's that's just a fact of life. And Illinois can't you keep put their best. that in a book. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois can't keep their best five on the court. We'll bring you our keys to the game when we come back. Coach's corner is still to come as well as Brian Barnhart talks with Orlando Antigua, Illinois taking on Wisconsin from the State Farm Center tonight. We're back in a moment. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Lauren Tate is with me as well here on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Illinois and Wisconsin tonight. By the way, Andy North did win two U.S. Opens, and he is a native of Wisconsin, lives in Madison, and travels frequently with the Badgers here. Let's get to our keys to the game as the Illini are going to see the Badgers for the second time tonight. It needs to go a lot better than the first time when they lost by 15 points. Here's Brad Underwood talking about that. That's the one game all year that we've not been very good uh, at either end. We've been lifeless. I think we had eight missed layups in the first half um, just right at the rim. Give them a lot of credit. Wisconsin really played played very well. They've made some roster changes since then, some lineup changes. It's an extremely big team. They're a team that uh, literally just made a couple passes and then drove us. And uh, we fouled them, and we didn't guard the ball very well, and those are all things that we have to do better to guard them. Obviously, Ethan Happ is a guy that is, is an all-league guy. Uh, he does a lot for them. Uh, we've got to make his um, his touches a little more difficult than we did in the first game, even though he's going to bring the ball up the court some for him. Yeah, there wasn't much right uh, in the first game for us, and, and that was from a, a competitive point of view, not just an X and L point of view. Trent Frazier, the line point guard, said we were pissed off when we saw that, <laughs> the film. He didn't like the film. Huh? He didn't like the film, and uh, they, they want to come out with a different form here tonight. Well, the game are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champagne, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by the Pella Window Store. I'm just going to bring this up. This isn't the key to the game, but Pritzel, Revan Pritzel, the sophomore who scored 16 against Illinois in the last game and was dead high, had a, his best game of the year, I think, has had zero points the last two games. But the key to the game is how do you guard Hap? Illinois double-teamed him. He throws the ball down to Iverson. Iverson has a great game against Illinois because he had 17 points shooting layups. He's six out of eight from the field. He's shooting layups because 
they let him get away when they double-teamed Hap. I don't think they're going to double-team Hap tonight. I hear they're not. It'll be interesting to see whether they can hold him within reason if they don't. My key is if you go into a zone, watch out for the back cutters. <laughs> okay. Just for killing the Illini last time they played. Yeah, they and did. Smart fouls. Smart fouls only tonight for the Illini. Keys to the game brought to you by the Pella Window Store. For all your window and door needs, visit the Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com and by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign as well. This is the only Big Ten game tonight, Illinois and Wisconsin, after a couple of good ones this week already. Coach's Corner coming up. Brian Barnhart talks to Orlando Antigua, and then we'll have more from the State Farm Center as we head towards tip. This is Fighting Illini Game Day. Fighting Illini game day rolls on as we head towards tip-off between the Illini and the Wisconsin Badgers. Time now for the Coach's Corner, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Scotty's Brewhouse. The voice of the Illini, Brian Barnhart, now sits down with assistant coach Orlando Antigua from the Illini. Orlando Antigua has the uh, scout for Wisconsin, and this is the first time we've played somebody the second time. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's unique in terms because of, of the way we play. Um, when you're going to play somebody the first time and you go try to scout them, you spend a lot of time watching a lot of their plays and their offense, and, and you look and you say, well, they're not going to be able to run any of that. They're not going to be able to do any of that because of our defense. Mm -hmm. And so now you get a little bit of better framework of what they're trying to do against your defense, what they're going to, how they're going to play the spread offense and, and, and their philosophies and what kind of adjustments they make at halftime. So it gives us a little bit better of a blueprint to, to be able to attack them. Yeah, and as you saw, and I've seen this a lot of years too, and with Wisconsin, they can run this stuff in their sleep. Yeah. And if you're not locked in either either into the floor, they can cut you to pieces. They do. They're very disciplined, uh, both offensively and defensively. And you know, one of the um, one of the teams that even though they're very young, uh, as we are, um, they stick with their philosophy and their uh, and their system. And so you know, they can post any of those guards, any other bigs, any other wings. You have to stay very disciplined. Uh, in your own approach to the game. So uh, besides being disciplined, what can you do to try to get them uncomfortable, I guess? Well, you, you, I mean, you, you have to play them. I think our defense can do an awful lot in terms of not allowing them to, to, to pass the ball around the horn because it's predicated on a lot of passing and not so much bouncing the ball. Uh, we can get into them when they do decide to bounce the ball, and, and uh, we, we've got to do a, a much better job than we did the first time in terms of not fouling them, putting them to the free throw line, making them play and finish at the rim. And, um, and moving our, our, our walls when we, when we wall them up and they get in the paint because they do a great job of pivoting, 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 and then finding guys on the bounce pass on, in cuts. So we've got to stay engaged for the full uh, 30 seconds of the possession and, and uh, allow them only one shot at the basket. We've got to rebound the ball, and then we've got to push it on our end. It seems to me what happens is, is they almost wear you down mentally. They, they, you're throwing it around, uh, you're chasing, you're chasing, and then – Boom, they slide one in there. They, they take advantage of one uh, post up or something, and then they score. And they do seem to do a lot of it in the last seven seconds of the well, shot they, clock. Well, they, they, they do. They, they, they rely on the um, defensive breakdowns to happen um, by moving the ball and having patience and understanding that the college uh, student athlete at, at this level, um, you know, by the time you get the chance to, to move the ball three or four times, you're going to have some kind of breakdown. Mm -hmm. So the challenge is to be defensive discipline for the full 30 seconds. Yeah. 
And I know Coach Underwood about running our offense. We just got to be better, more efficient than we were up there. We do. We do. I think uh, I, I thought in the first half it was a mix of, you know, poor defensive in the first half, good offense, and in the second half, better defense and, and not as good on the offensive side when you can only score 18 points in the second half. So we, we've got to be disciplined for the full 40 minutes in our approach to both offense and defense. We've got to cut hard. They're going to be physical with us. They're going to bang us on some of those cuts. We've got to anticipate that and know that. When we go into the basket, they're going to wall us up. They uh, have a short bench. They don't want to foul. Um, and, and so they'll challenge you, but they'll try not to foul. So we've got to finish through some contact and make some plays at the basket. All right, back with Orlando Antigua after this on the Coach's Corner. We're back with Orlando Antigua, all right. Uh, Ethan Happ, uh, key to him, make him uncomfortable as much as you can, right? As much as you can. I mean, Ethan is such a, such a, a unique player, his, his size with his uh, ability to handle the ball and pass the ball and finish around the basket and pivoting. And, um, you know, he's just so experienced. So we, we've got a, a, a great task in terms of trying to just contain him. Uh, but we also have to make sure that none of those other guys get going like Iverson did the, the first game and Davison getting to the free throw line and making his free throws. So, uh, uh, you know, Aline Ford came off uh, and, and had a great, really good game against Maryland the last game out, you know, making a bunch of shots. And then, you know, they got a good freshman in Rivers who – uh, at 6'10", does a good job of spacing the floor with his, his ability to make shots. Yeah, now has Coach Guard gone bigger now, bigger lineup? He has, he has. He's, got, he's gone with those guys. He's got Iverson at 6'5", at 6'6", six, six, six at the 2, or Ford at the 3, and then, you know, obviously Hap and, and Rivers to start off. And, um, you know, Davison is just a physical, tough matchup at the point guard. And, and uh, so they've gone really big. Yeah, and uh, Pritzel had a good game against us uh, last time. He, I know he had been struggling shooting, but he worked hard and, and had a good game against us. He did, he did. And, and prior to our game, he had been struggling. He, he got a few easy baskets. He's got a couple breakaway dunks. He made some open threes on at the end of the clock on ball reversals and uh, got himself going. And, and even since our game, he's, he's been back to struggling a little bit. So hopefully uh, um, we can – do a better job of not allowing him to get yeah. going when he comes in. Yeah. And I like Davison. I like what he does. I think he's going yeah. to be a good guard in this league. He is. He is. He's a tough. He's a tough kid. He's got. Uh, um, he's got big heart and physical. And and what he has is a will to win. So uh, a lot of times the ball finds him at the end of the clock, and and his numbers may not say like he's a super shooter, but he makes those shots because he wills those shots in. Mm -hmm. And we uh, need to be better on the glass and, and get to the free throw line. Those are two things that we did so well early. We've not had as much success. No, no, no. And, and that's something that, that we've been stressing here the last uh, few days, and not just for this game, but as our, as our uh, mantra and as our personality as a team, we want to make sure that we are uh, crashing the, the boards, limiting teams to one possession on their shots, and then us getting second and third opportunities. And when you do those, half of those um, become fouls on, on the other team and you get to the free throw line. So, you know, you, you don't have to necessarily always score off your offense. You can always score by getting second and third opportunities and getting to the free throw line. All right. Thank you, Orlando. We're three weeks out from the Big Ten tournament. It's a sprint here the next three weeks. It's incredible, yeah. And then the games start coming, uh, you know, really, really rapid and with one and two days in between. So, uh, but, but, you know, at this point in the season, our freshmen now are sophomores and everybody's a little bit older and everybody knows what to expect. We just got to go out and, and, and uh, put our best foot forward. All right. Thanks, Orlando. Thank you. That's the Coach's Corner here from State Farm Center in Champaign. Thanks, Brian. The Coach's Corner brought to you by Scotty's Brewhouse and Hickory Point Bank. That'll do it for the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. More coverage coming your way back at the State Farm Center in just a moment with Brian and Doug. I'll be with you after the ball game for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. We welcome your calls and texts 